It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The burning question around Oklahoma City is can Josh Giddy and Shea Gildas Alexander coexist? Can they fit together long term? We're going to dive into that on today's Locked on Thunder podcast, as well as preview All-Star Weekend and discuss Isaiah Roby's breakout game against the Spurs. All that and more coming up on today's Locked on Thunder podcast on Locked on Podcast Network. It's your teams every day. Your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Get it going on the Locked On Thunder podcast. On the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow the show on Twitter at LOThunderPod. Follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore styles. Email the show, lothunderpod at gmail.com. On today's show, we're going to dive into the fit between SGA and Josh Giddy, Isaiah Roby's interesting future in the NBA and also with the Thunder, as well as preview the NBA All-Star break and All-Star weekend activities, which kicks off tonight as Josh Giddy will participate in the Rising Stars event that looks totally different this year is in a brand new format tournament style weird situation but hopefully he wins uh rising stars mvp and of course this is his first chance to show his skill set to a national audience the thunder have not played a national televised game this year and this is the first time on the heels of three straight triple doubles four triple double triple double doubles total that's a lot to say four triple doubles total and uh of course being the youngest player to ever record a triple double he's going to get to show off tonight with a ton of great players on the floor the pass the ball to the lob threats are going to be there it's going to be a lot of fun it'll be a lot of fun tonight to watch josh giddy play in the rising stars and tomorrow he'll be in the skills competition but i do want to thank you first for making lockdown thunder your first listen every single morning every single day we're here for you talking thunder basketball yesterday the biggest episode in Locked on Thunder history, which is all thanks to you guys, all thanks to you guys wanting to check out the pod and hear about your team every day with Josh Giddy going for that fourth triple-double, third total. And there's been a lot of great hosts of Locked on Thunder with you know, Fred Katz and Brady Trantham and Eric G and everybody else that has hosted the show. Carson Cunningham, I believe, has hosted as well. And uh, for that to be you know the biggest day ever, uh, topping our last biggest day ever, which was whenever the Rockets and Thunder went to game seven in the bubble, which I was hosting then as well. It's just been awesome to see the reception of Lockdown Thunder. I mean, we did 4,000 listens on YouTube yesterday alone in the first 24 hours. That was awesome. Uh, so keep subscribing for free. We're going to have free content for you every single day this week, every single day 
for the, forever. So make sure you're subscribing and hopping on board with Lockdown Thunder. We're going to recap the Rising Stars game tonight. I'm not sure how long that podcast will be just because it's the Rising Stars game. And then recap uh, the NBA All-Star Saturday Night situation with Josh Giddy in the uh, skills competition. And then Monday, we'll get back to just more Thunder-centric podcast and uh, talking about the Thunder long-term. But the biggest long-term question for the Thunder right now is about Josh Giddy and SGA. And I think that this is just a case of fans panicking and the ebbs and flows of a season and looking for the new slant, looking for the new idea, the new topic to talk about. Because the question of can SGA fit with Josh Giddy is mainly being sparked by Josh Giddy's phenomenal performances here recently. And it just so happens that while he's having these great performances, SGA sidelined with an injury. He has the, the ankle injury. He's on track to return. Uh, he's going to get reevaluated this week at the All-Star break, and we'll see how he goes from there. But uh, to me, this is just a simple overreaction or just a case of everybody worries a little bit too much. I know that I'm a warrior in real life. I worry about everything. And so you're just kind of worried for no reason yet, in my opinion. Because basketball-wise, this can absolutely fit together. In fact, you really need multiple playmakers and ball handlers in this league to help you win a championship. And there's been countless examples of, of this in the past of two guys who really dominate the ball but coexist together very well. I mean, look what happened uh, in Shea's first year in Oklahoma City whenever he's sharing the floor with Dennis Schroeder and with Chris Paul, and that's your closing lineup, and that's how you're trying to win these games. That's how, you know, before the pandemic started and before uh, that March night, you were on track to be a home, home court advantage team. I mean, that night that you played the Jazz on March 11th, I mean, that was going to decide for the moment who would be fourth place in the Western Conference. And so uh, a lot of that was SGA playing off ball. And of course, even though we can all say, hey, he played in a three-guard lineup, he also still got chances to be the point guard in those lineups. So it's it's a thing of when you say who the point guard is or you say Josh Giddey's the point guard of the future, that does not mean that for 38 minutes a night, for 40 minutes a night, for however many minutes you give Josh Giddy, that he's the only person bringing the ball to the floor. He's the only person in the offense. He's the only playmaker. That's just not really how the NBA works anymore. And we've seen it work as well with Chris Paul and James Harden, where you just stagger them. And so you always have one of them on the floor. You always have an elite player on the floor, and it helps you elongate your depth, and it helps you go try to win a championship. I mean, those two teams were the Chris Paul hamstring away and missing whatever it was, 27 straight threes or whatever, from going to the NBA Finals. I mean, once you get there, then anything can happen. So last year, Chris Paul, Devin Booker as well, you, know, you, you can see where two guys who need the ball in their hands to you know, kind of benefit their offense can work together. And just from a basketball perspective, SGA catch-and-shoot numbers this year, he's shooting 42.9% on three-pointers catch-and-shoot. When he shoots the ball, within two seconds of getting the ball, He's shooting 38.9%. He's thrived in Oklahoma City doing this. There is, there's just nothing saying that Josh Giddy has to be the point guard in the sense of every minute that they share the floor together. There's going to be still times where SGA needs to ISO, where SGA needs to go get a bucket. There's also going to be times where Josh Giddy needs the ball in his hands to facilitate two SGA and two other players. But we've also only seen this pairing for less than half a season. And I think that we're rushing to judgment because 
you know, you always worry about the future of any organization, but especially in a small market where it feels like everything you do uh, could be of huge detriment, right? Like if you're the Lakers, if you're the Heat, if you're any teams like that in these bigger markets where free agents want to go consistently, you feel like you can mess up a few times. It's not as bad, right? But in Oklahoma City, one move or one not made move could be the difference in your organization being a perennial contender and being a perennial failure because you don't have the luxury of maybe LeBron will come here and help us out. Maybe Jimmy Butler wants to come here and help us out. You just don't have that luxury. You have to do it the right way and make the right moves every time or else you're going to fail. And so that pressure also mounts on the fan base that's worrying about if they're going to get back to title contention. But the thing is right now, we've only seen this pairing together on the floor for 1,847 possessions. That's it. We've only seen Josh Giddy play by himself without SGA for 1,536 times, you know, possessions. And SGA without Josh Giddy this year with this core roster has only played 1,204 possessions. We have no idea how to judge this pairing yet. When Josh Giddy and SGA share the floor, they score 105 points per possession, 49% effective field goal percentage, and they allow 115 points per possession. When it's only Josh Giddy, the offense scores 99 points per possession, 48% effective field goal percentage, and 104 points per possession allowed on defense. And when it's only SGA, the Thunder score 107 points per possession, 49% uh, effective field goal percentage, and they allow 105 points defensively. Those are very, very small sample size. And these two guys can work together and likely will work together. I, I think that, again, it just comes down to worrying too much. Because we've seen SGA be this incredibly versatile player. I mean, go back to before the bubble started back up, right? And we were just talking to every local media member and every basketball member we can think of. I mean, Keith Smith was on the podcast. Uh, we, we had Brady Trantham on. Uh, we, we had everybody on. Alex Schle uh, Andrew Schleck was on. We've had everybody on before the bubble. And we're praising SGA in his first year in Oklahoma City before it even concluded. And my big thing with SGA was that this is a guy that can conform to any roster. He can conform to any pieces around him. You don't have to worry with all these draft picks and all these decisions and all these big trades that you need to go after. You don't have to worry about who you're bringing in. As, as long as it's a good player, SGA can mesh around that. And now it's time for SGA to prove that. And so far, he has. it's, it's not as though this pairing has been terrible when they're all four together. And so... All we can view this in right now is what we have to see, like what we've already seen. And what we've seen so far is a pairing that needed some time to gel and then hit hit their stride a little bit, and then Ashea got hurt, and Josh Heady continued to ascend, you know, ascend on his rookie season, which has been phenomenal. But just because Josh Giddy's played very well without Ashea on the floor doesn't mean he cannot play this well with, Josh, with SGA or cannot play better with SGA. We'll talk about the other side of this conversation, the non-basketball side coming up. But first, I want to say right now, my good friends over at betonline.ag. BetOnline is your online sportbook experts. BetOnline.net 
is there for you. Football might be over this season, but basketball is in full uh, steam from both pro and college hoops for the latest odds, totals, player props to what coach will get fired next and where they're going to land. BetOnline.net is your number one spot for your sports betting needs. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is the source for hockey, boxing, UFC, and even Olympic coverage this season. They also have NBA All-Star events prop bets. So who's going to win the three-point contest, the dunk contest, all that fun stuff. So head over right now to their website at BetOnline.net and see the latest trends in action. BetOnline is where the game starts. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on. Must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. We are back. Locked on Thunder Podcast on Locked on Podcast Network, your teams every day. Make sure you're checking out the Locked on Now podcast. Thank you for making Locked on Thunder your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. But make sure you check out Locked On Now as well. Locked On Now is a nightly recap show that re- that recaps every single NBA game with a breakdown from our local experts. It's free and available across all platforms, just like Locked On Thunder is as well. Now, let's continue on with this Josh Giddy conversation and his fit alongside SGA. Can they play together? We went through the on-the-floor stuff, and I think that they absolutely can. I think that on the floor, they can mesh very well together, and they can be the foundational pieces for a championship-level team in Oklahoma City. But what about the non-basketball side? And this is the side that people have worried about the most on Twitter, on social media, because SGA has said publicly and privately he wants to be a point guard. He gave that GQ article before the year started saying he wants to be the best ever point guard. And you can't be the best over point guard without playing point guard. But again, it goes back to what I said earlier, that we're starting to embark on an era of basketball where the positions don't really matter. Like, if SGA is announced as a shooting guard, he can still play within a point guard's role for 50% of the game. And I think that it's important to note that this non-basketball side as of right now is a case of glass half full versus glass half empty. So he said publicly he wants to be the best point guard ever. He said that he sees his role in the NBA at the, uh, exit interview stage and, and, and preseason media availabilities and throughout our media avails with him. He has said he wants to be a point guard and, and views himself as a point guard in this league. But he's also said he wants to make this work with Josh Giddy. Sam Presti has said that the organization, all three of them, Sam Presti, Josh Giddy, SGA, are all on the same page and want to make this work. Marcus said the same thing. Josh Giddy has said the same thing. So you've got your head coach, your GM, Josh Giddey, and SGA all saying they want to make this work and do whatever it takes to win basketball games and to 
and to thrive together. You also have SGA on a max contract with no opt-outs. And so it comes down to what I always say. The NBA is a drama factory. You don't have to look for drama in the NBA. Drama will find you. There's so much drama, in fact, that you shouldn't look for drama. You should just let whatever happens, happen. I don't know if SGA will want to be a shooting guard. I don't know if SGA will eventually get tired of sharing the point guard responsibilities. I don't know or can predict the future of how either player feels about one another. But the data we have right now is that they are barely into half a season of basketball together. They're all saying the right things from the head coach to the GM to the two players involved. And they both have the skill set to complement each other. And we've seen Josh Giddy uh, be a great point guard. And, and we've seen the player who might need to change his role a little bit, SGA, already fill that role he might need to change into and do it admirably. So to me, there's no reason to worry right now. There's no reason to worry less than half a season in. When everybody's still in that honeymoon phase, everybody's still doing the right thing. Everybody is still saying the right thing. And everybody's still trying. Because if this ever does get to a point where it needs to be this drama, theatric-filled event, we can cross that bridge when we get there. You don't need to preemptively strike. You don't need to preemptively worry about their pairing. Because we have the basketball side that we know works. We know SGA can share the floor with other playmakers. We know he can. And we know Josh Giddy is a great, elite, top-tier playmaker. And we know that right now, they want to work together. So what are we worrying about? And again, I think it's just a case of nobody really sits back and says it out loud and says all the process out loud. They just see player A, Josh Giddy is succeeding without player B. It must mean they can't succeed together. Therefore, let's freak out and panic. Or they just simply get bored. It's a long season. It's a season where you can't speculate on playoff matchups or winning a title. So you speculate on draft lottery, draft picks, draft prospects, and the pairing of your team, of your core that's already young and, and somewhat together. So that's all you really can do in a season like this. We're not looking forward to, okay, what if we match up with this team in the playoffs or that team in the playoffs, or what's our best path to a, to a title? This is what you're left with. So I think that you shouldn't worry. I think that they can absolutely fit as a basketball t- a tandem and duo. It just comes down to if they want to. And as of right now, they seem to want to. So let's just leave it with where they've put it. But I do want to talk about Isaiah Roby, who had some fantastic rim finishes against the Spurs. He's shooting 74% at the rim. He's in the 81st percentile for his position. He's shooting 71% on corner threes this year, small sample size, 50% from three-point land, total 99 percentile in his uh, position group. He has the ability to just blow, blow, blow by guys off the triple whenever they try to close out on his three-point shot, which will help him eliminate mid-range shots, which is the only thing he's really bad at, right? He shoots 22% in the mid-range, and so his ability to dribble whenever guys close out and get to the rim where he shoots 74%, or if they don't close out, shoot 50% from three, makes his offense really appealing. The only thing that 
really might hold Isaiah Roby back is his defense. And the thing about this with Isaiah Roby that has to be frustrating a little bit for him is that he's literally playing defense the correct way. Fundamentally, technically sound. He's doing everything right. He's not even getting in too much foul trouble. He's just playing undersized. Go back to last year against Jokic. I mean, the second game against Jokic especially, that he was playing that small five position. He's standing there in the paint, hands in the air, straight up, walling off the rim, and Jokic finishes over him because he's Jokic. He's bigger, right? And that happens countless times to Isaiah Roby, who's in the right spot, doing the right thing, rotating very well, playing the pass things very well, walling off the rim very well. But he's not tall enough. He's not big enough to play uh, the five on defense against most matchups. Now he needs some small, he needs some opportunity because this is all in a very small sample size this season. But at 24 years old, to me, he has a place in the NBA, and I'm not sure if it's with Oklahoma City because of the roster turnover, because of the investment in JRE, because of the the three first round picks coming in this year, and you just need to find ways to clear up room. But I think he for sure has a place in the NBA. I mean, last year for Roby. He shot 61% at the rim, 31% from three, and 48% from the corner on, of course, a larger sample size. You compare Roby to, to Jeremiah Robinson Earl, who at the draft night, I said, hey, this, this pick of Jerry makes Isaiah Roby a bit expendable. Jerry's 21 years old. He's a rookie, and he's shooting 57% at the rim, 32% from three. Uh, he's a better passer, a better rebounder, and has a larger sample size this year and has a slight edge defensively. So I think that you probably, of course, in my opinion, side with SGA, side with Jerry. I think that Jerry is has been phenomenal as a rookie, despite you know, of course, having lower percentages than Isaiah Roby, who has a smaller sample size than Jerry. But again, last year for Roby, he was a rookie for all intents and purposes. I mean, I know he wasn't classified as one because he played a few games his true rookie year, but due to that foot injury, he's pretty much a rookie. And so last year's numbers for Roby: sixty-one percent at the rim for Jerry, fifty-seven percent at the rim, thirty-one percent from three. For Jerry, 32% from three. And again, better passer for Jerry, better rebounder for Jerry, and a more expansive role this year for Jerry. So I, I think that you still sided with Jerry over Isaiah Roby, but you do got to give credit to, Jer- to Isaiah Roby, who to me has earned a spot in the NBA long term, even if that's not in Bricktown, even if that's not with the Thunder. But he had a phenomenal game against the Spurs, going for like 17 points in the paint. Uh, really nice uh, rim finishes for him. And so congratulations to Roby for having a really, really good game whenever he gets the opportunity to play. Now, I do want to tell you right now, but good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCK15, get 15% off of your next order. It's fantastic. It tastes great. Make sure you go check them out because they're really what's helping me stay on track this year with my New Year's resolutions because simply because it's a healthy option that does not get repetitive because they have so many flavors, even limited time only flavors. They are great. Most built bars have 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four grams of net carbs and 17 grams of protein. It's fantastic at built.com. Use promo code lock 15, 15% off your next order. Lock 15, 15% off your next order. My personal favorite is cookies and cream. Also love the white chocolate cookies and cream, which is a brand new flavor. Lemon dip cheesecake is awesome peanut butter brownie, mint brownie, coconut, salted caramel, coconut almond, double chocolate, cherry barcia, raspberry, so many great flavors to choose from, even strawberry, mint marshmallow, churro, banana cream pie, coconut marshmallow. They're all great. 
So go check them out at built.com. So much variety. You can use them pre-workout, post-workout, or even as a meal replacement or a snack. Check it out. Built.com, promo code LOCK15, 15% off of your next order. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. We are back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. Check out the Lockdown Bets Podcast, which is uh, breaking down bets for you every single day, getting you winners for free. It's free and available like Lockdown Thunder on all platforms. And again, thank you for listening to Lockdown Thunder. Thank you for breaking records for Lockdown Thunder uh, on uh, our last podcast. Really appreciate that. We're here for you every single day talking Thunder basketball. We're going to be back tonight recapping the Rising Stars game. And again, I'm not sure how much uh, how long that podcast will be given it's the rising stars game but it is still some bonus content for you this weekend and of course tomorrow recapping saturday night and nba all-star weekend land now let's continue talking about uh the thunder and let's shift into all-star weekend mode which is personally my favorite all-star uh event or all-star kind of festivities in any professional sport is nba all-star weekend uh so friday yeah the rising stars game it's a new format. It's four teams. It's Josh Kitty taking on other teams, and we'll see how they navigate through the tournament. There's also some sort of shooting challenge in between these games. Not really sure about that. But we'll see how it works out on Friday night. Uh, Saturday, you get the Taco Bell Risings. Uh, you get the Taco Bell Skills Challenge, which is a brand new format. You have the Mountain Dew Three Point Contest and the AT&T Slam Dunk Contest on Saturday. That's starting at 7 p.m. Tonight's game's at 8 p.m. for the Rising Stars. Tomorrow starts at 7. They're going to go through the Taco Bell uh Skills contest, the three-point contest, and then the slam dunk contest. And then Sunday at 7 p.m., you get the All-Star game. That's all-time central for those of us in Oklahoma. And so Josh Giddy will compete in the Rising Stars game and then the skills competition. So, again, the Rising Stars game is a four-team tournament. Uh, the team worthy will play against, uh, you know, it'll be coached by these legends on the top 75 of all-time list. And so we'll get to see Josh Giddy perform in that and hopefully win the Clorox Rising Stars MVP. The skills competition, though, it's also changed. And so it's still going to be the relay weight races of dribbling, passing, shooting, uh, all that great stuff. But it's going to be split up into teams this year, which it has been before. They're going to have a half-court shoot-off as well at the end. Uh, but it's going to be the rookies, which is going to be uh, Evan Mobile. I think it's going to be uh, Josh Giddy, Cade Cunningham, and uh, Scotty Barnes. That's the three rookies. And then the Cavs is going to be Evan Mobley, uh, Darius Garland, and I believe Jared Allen is going to be there as well. And then the Antetokounmpo, which is going to be the the Antetokounmpo brothers, which is going to be Giannis, Don, uh, Giannis, and I believe it's going to be Alex in there as well for that segment of the skills competition. A three-team uh, relay race, so we'll see how they do in that. Josh Giddy, of course, showing off the passing abilities, and let's see how he does on the shooting abilities in the uh, skills competition. My predictions for NBA All-Star Weekend, because, of course, we have the slam dunk contest, we have the uh, we have the three point contest and of course the NBA All Star game. Now, sadly, there's going to be no thunder, uh, no thunder participation in the dunk contest or the three point contest or the game. But we'll see Josh Giddy hopefully hoist the Rising Stars 
MVP. So why not? I'll start there. I'll predict Josh Giddy is the rising stars MVP. I'll also predict that the rookies win the skills competition because I, I think that uh, the Anthony Kumpo brothers will just have fun with it and like not really care. I think that the Cavs just don't have the uh, the staying power to beat the rookies. I think that Scotty Barnes is a skilled player. So is Cade Cunningham and Josh Giddy. I think that they're going to take it a lot more serious than anybody else. So I'm going to predict that they are going to win it uh, on Saturday. And then the three-point contest after that, you have a ton of great options in, in this one. I mean, Desmond Bain's a great option, but I'm going to go with Trey Young to win the three-point contest uh, and be able to outlast Desmond Bain and Fred Van Vliet uh, and Zach Levine's in there as well, I believe. Uh, you, you can see, or CJ McCollum or whatever. You, you can see where the three-point contest is going to go to Trey Young, in my opinion, or Desmond Bain, but I'm going to go with Trey Young. And then the fantastic dunk contest, which I think is one of the better fields we've had in a while. Of course, you do have Juan Toscano-Anderson, which is not a great uh, option, in my opinion, but Cole Anthony, Jalen Green, both great options for this event. Give me Jalen Green in this one in a landslide. I think that Jalen Green is going to dominate uh, this field and is going to dominate uh, the slam dunk contest. And while he'll probably have some flashy dunks on Friday in the skills competition, I should say in the Rising Stars game, the ability to kind of put himself on the map in the slam dunk contest and to put himself in that upper echelon with how, with how incredible he is as just a athlete and as a dunker that we saw in the G League Ignite program and we've seen uh, flashes of in the actual uh, NBA, it puts it on another level for me to where I'm going to go with Jalen Green. And then the NBA All-Star game, I'm just going to go with Team LeBron. I think that he finds a way to motivate his, the guys he drafts to try to win this game for him, and and uh, he's favored by five and a half points right now. So I'm going to go with Team LeBron. Uh, the MVP will be interesting. Uh, I think Let's see who the actual favorite is for the MVP right now. It is actually Giannis, uh, the favorite, and then LeBron and then Joel Embiid. I'm going to go with John Morant. But I think that John Morant, again, will just try to use this as a launching point for his career and really, really try hard. And we know that he can jump out of the gym. I'm going to go with Giannis. And then Obi Toppin as well as in the dunk contest. Obi Toppin, we've seen be have his entire career predicated on dunks. So that's another great option for the field. But Jalen Green is the favorite, and I do go with Jalen Green there as well. And then in the skills challenge, it's the rookies that are the favorites, and I pick them as well. So uh, make sure you go bet at betonline.net on the skills competition on the all-star weekend and tune in for the post-game podcast after the rising stars game right here on lockdown thunder. Follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles for live updates. And until tonight, be good and be good to one another. Hey, prime members, you can listen to this locked on podcast ad free on Amazon music. Download the Amazon music app today.